We running this, let's go. I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat. Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on a boat. I'm on a boat. Greetings everyone, welcome to another episode of Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt, a World of Warships podcast. We're up to episode 17. Greetings to my lovely co-host in Captain Green. Hello, how is your week, Griefer? Uh, week's been busy, weekend's been just as busy, mixture between what real life, um, work, family, and then um, games, mostly predominantly mm. World of Warships. Clan Battles is back upon us. I know. There's there's been a lot of wonderful games that I've had in clan battles this past mm. few days. And how's your week been? Did you finally get to get a burrito and a beer? Did you, or do we have to find you a friend in Boston to get a burrito with? Um, this situation's hopeless. Ah, uh, once again, we've had plans set in stone that have had to be altered. Um, so yeah, if there's anybody who listens to the podcast who lives in Boston, let me know. We'll get beers and burritos because this I, I, is going to need, going to need a picture of this burrito that you finally get to see. <laughs> Your best friend in life has stood you up two weeks in a row. Well, it, it wasn't directly his fault this time. It's just, he, he's working on getting, um, a, a job. I'm finishing up my schoolwork and, and working when I'm not in class. So it's very difficult for our schedules to overlap, unfortunately. But um, oh, we'll 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 get it eventually. I rag on them, but that's what friends do. <laughs> that is true. Um, and just for listeners, don't forget in episode twenty, so in about three episodes, we are looking at trying to give away a tier eight boat of the winners' choice. We're still trying to decide a way for this competition to be run. Um, so if you do have suggestions, hit up either myself or Bonks. Um, it may be as simple as put your name in a hat ring, but it'd be, it'd be lovely to actually see some in-game screenshots or something that will come up with an idea, or if someone throws up an idea that we can, um, borrow, that'd be awesome. Hmm. I have a few ideas kicking around. I, I, I really like the ideas of, of something involving screenshots, uh, damage thresholds or something like that but th those are kind of overdone that, that those are overdone I, I don't like doing damage thresholds because that generally tends to favor unicums or people who are lucky or really good games if that makes sense um that's a fair point if like not everyone's gonna have the skill to do that and so it's it's um if it's a screenshot it should be something slightly wonky <coughs> Sorry, I had to cough. I've still got a cold. Um, slightly wonky, maybe lowest number kill secure on, on a boat or something like that, or most interesting kill you've got, or it's something something different. Yeah, I, I really like the lowest kill because I, I think I scored a record for the lowest damage in clan battles this week. <laughs> let's hear your skill. Let's hear your skill difference. All right, so hold on. Let me let me let me pull it up. But it was just just so we have some background knowledge here, just so you guys don't think I I drink and play the boat game. Um, I I was rushing a smoke in a conde, except it was the it, there was a ball of a smoke minnow, a leg yu yang, and a an athelis. That sounds so, like a nice group to um come close straight into and say hello. 
So the problem is I couldn't get sight with them because when one smoke would run out as they were running away, they'd just pop another smoke. So I didn't, I ended up getting a blind fire for 3000 damage on the minnow and that was it. You weren't close enough to use your hydro and this, this, this is a special no. shout out to um, Bex. Bex has been running his condo in clan battles exclusively with defensive AA. He was unaware that the condo had hydro. <laughs> a boy. Poor Bexy, poor Bexy, throwing him under the bus still on the podcast 2022. Poor sexy Bexy. Oh no. <laughs> um, so, all right, let's, let's move into today. We're starting off with clan battles. That's what I'd say not a good chunk, but... A small percentage of players are interested, and there's always clans that dip their toe into it. Um, we obviously have a new meta, so if you're unaware, it's 7v7. There's only one battleship this season. CVs are still on the dole queue, and um, it's you can have multiple vessels. So what do you think, from your experience so far, um, Captain Green, what do you think you'd like to see, or what have you seen in clan battles? Like, what's what's been a meta loadout or composition that you've seen? So, I, I actually kept a, a, a spreadsheet of this just because I knew going into the season it was going to be bad, but I, I kept track of how many games I saw with double condes, with single condes, and with no condes. Um, and the numbers are terrifying. <laughs> Mostly, they're, they're, most they're, of them are double Conde. Yeah, there's a lot of double Conde. There's a few, um, single Condes usually mixed with an Annapolis. Uh, and then there was one game where there was no super ships other than a Hanover. <laughs> so, I've seen, you know. I've seen one Hanover. We, um, beat it to a pulp. But generally, I've got to agree, it's been double Conde, double Napoli. I've even seen double Smelland or Smelland and Ragnar and insert BB here. But it's double Conde, double Napoli, and generally double Radar DDs is a common theme. The, 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 the Conde is, and, and I've maintained it ever since it, I, I, I got my hands on it. It is, without a doubt, the most powerful super ship currently mm. in the game. And it's by a comfortable margin. Seeing um, someone press the funny button and doing 20 to 30k in the enemy boat, yeah. it thinks it's, it's safe, it's kiting, it's still got hit points. Conde presses its funny button and there's no more opposing ship. I, if, if I can one-shot, or, or well, not one-shot, if I can one-salvo in Annapolis with me, with my, like, brain that's 85% lead paint based. I'm I'm not the best WoWs player. Like if, if I can one tap a cruiser, it's not a good mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> um if, if you get any semblance of broadside, if you get any semblance at all, because you gotta remember it's not like the um Annapolis where it's 203s. Where don't get me wrong, the Annapolis 203s, the Americans make a wonderful eight inch gun. However, the Condes have two forties. And the 240s can and will Citadel battleships, can and will reach out and touch cruisers from a range that a lot of players aren't expecting it. Mm. And it's very, very strong and powerful, I think. Um, I'm, I'm putting down my, my 
my like ideas are, or not not my ideas what i think is going to happen in terms of clan battles uh i'd put money down on the conde being either outright banned or restricted to one very soon but see even if it's restricted to one that's still that you still got annapolis as you've still got it probably will be restricted to one we hope yeah um but it's such a strong bow but funnily enough the counter to it that i i have encountered that works well against condes is a napoli and we're seeing a lot of double napolis <laughs> so oh, yeah if um it, it'd be funny if napolis get removed as well just because it counters a conde yeah the the napoli is always fun to fight in clan battle simply down to the fact that it has so many tools in its tool belt it has mm -hmm. The snap secondaries it has the torpedoes with good arcs it still has large guns which means it, it gets i i think it can overmatch light cruisers don't quote me i have a fried brain right now but i'm, I'm pretty sure it can overmatch a lot of the light cruisers mm -hmm. um and and smoke and a whole bunch of other things that just allow it to doggedly push a flank and it's also built out of asbestos and cinder blocks it, it's got <laughs> 60 millimeter plating it, it, it's a very difficult ship to effectively and quickly take down that that's probably it's it's best point it is a difficult vessel to remove quickly from the game and if you give it a vision dd so not like a marso but if you give it a a good vision dd um now we know shimmer even the Yu yang anything that's got vision in these games um it's going to dominate because you could catch out enemy crews are sitting broadside and i play i've played the napoli i predominantly use ap because if you want to catch someone out broadside you don't want to have to quickly change your shell types and it can devastate other vessels especially condes it just wrecks yeah, it, like like i said uh also when we did our episode on super ships the one thing that giga counters condes is battleships and any cruiser above 220. Um, when it comes to Annapolis uh, and Annapolis AP and, and a lot of other AP in that area, because I actually, I think we saw a Zhao as well that tried to shoot AP at me, but a lot of the eight inch uh, AP just doesn't affect the Conde. Um, yep. it, it can angle enough, it can turn enough, it can dodge enough where the eight inch shells either don't penetrate or they do so little damage it's, damage, it's inconsequential. Yep. But the second you go up above 220 on the Moskva, uh, you start punching right through that belt, you start doing a whole bunch of damage. And the Annapolis, or not the Annapolis, the Napoli can very easily do that. And it can counter a lot of the other ships that we're seeing in the lineup as well, such as the Russian cruisers. And I, I've even walked at a battleship at Annapoli you know, it, haven't, a, haven't seen too many Russian cruisers. Moscow are predominantly some rare Stalins, but not lately, none of these last sessions. We've seen more Henri IV, um, especially running with Double Conde, so pairing up with them and the Henri, even if it's a lighthouse build at range, when you've got that kind of firepower bearing down upon you, it's hard to focus one at times. But the boat we have, I have not seen a lot of um, thus far, is a Nevsky either open water with the smoke buddy um just have not seen them at all this season we've actually ran into quite a few nevskis but it's always put on a kiting flank or i've seen a few clans actually uh, run smoke comps and yep. have a nevsky in the smoke 
which can work, but if it's uh, executed inefficiently or it's executed improperly, it's in for a bad time. Yes. But um, I, I've seen a few of them. Like I said, I, we saw Zhao. That was interesting. We I, I played with um, my stream. I, I've got a clan for my Twitch stream called PP4L Pineapple Pizza for Life. No, no comments there, please. Um, and we ran a few games today, and um, one of our players today it was up a Zao, and we were joking in all chat going, oh, can we have a mulligan? We forgot to put debt flags in our Stalingrad with cavalry. He was over from Jedi. He took a shot, and um, he detonated the enemy Zao. It, it was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's... Yeah. Um, the... I've actually seen a little bit of diversity in the current meta in terms of clan battles, but I, I hesitate to use the word meta because we're so early in the season. I hesitate too, but I, I've already... That comp of double Conde, double Napoli, double Smelland with an Ohio slash Kremlin, I ran into three times playing it Saturday night on NA, so it seems to be... Insert one or two ships differently, but th those cruisers seem to be for a good chunk people seem to be set on that yeah like like i said at the beginning of the segment here um there's not many games that we saw no condes and i, I don't need to go back into why that's the case the the conde is just so powerful and we... oops sorry i was gonna say we did actually run into one from um one of the ffg clan family names um they ran double yammy geary with the smell and we beat them in the end but my god it, it was a tough ass to dodge about fifty thousand torpedoes at times <laughs> I, I can see how that could be a daunting task especially because they they take control with the dd dominance that they had that they took control of the contested cap and then it was really upon us to push into them and that, that's where it gets dicey so double yamagiri with the smell and then some other ones it nearly worked that but we had boats that counted them the 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 thing that a lot of people don't take into account um when double yamagiri or even single yamagiri is brought up is because a lot of people just equate it to being a big shima mm. when a lot of people forget that it has the alternate fire mode which it's got the funny allows, button too. Yeah, it does have the funny button, which allows it to just gas DDs that it comes across under like 10k hit points. Well, and a lot of a, people forget that. Even if even if you come across a DD, if there's no radar, you, you can hit your funny button when your guns are bare, do your 6 to 7k, 10k damage and pop your smoke and get yeah. out. So like you've already done everything that you can. It, oh, look, I, I think you're right. We're seeing a bit of diversity, but as people see comps that beat them and steamroll them, I reckon they will change to those competitions. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I hesitate to use the word meta simply just due to the fact that we're so early in the season. Mm. Um, there, there isn't really anything established. I mean, we just ended the third day. That is that is uh, true. That is true. And if you've seen different boats and comps, please drop us a line, especially on EU and um, APAC. I, I played on the SEA server. I murked for someone from the NA side, and I saw Smellens and Marsos. Actually, I saw Rodnevsky there. But yeah, that they had Ohio's. It, it's similar comps with Conde and um, a Goliath. I even saw Goliath. Believe it or not, I'm I'm actually really interested to see what they're doing on EU. Um, uh, 
mainly because I don't pay attention to EU because I'm not from the EU. But that that that's actually kind of interesting to see. Another thing that I don't know if you have noticed in clan battles is a lot of the Asian clans that play on North America in a lot of the past seasons have typically favored very, very aggressive comps. I.e. push a flank or quickly feint a push and then do your Double real back. push. Everyone, yeah. they, got, they got Marceau's or boats that have a lot of speed to, oh, we've been detected here. Let's in a minute, we'll have them over on the other flank and catch everyone yeah. by surprise. There hasn't, again three days in take this with a grain of salt there actually hasn't been a lot of that that i've seen from a lot of the asian clans that play on north america so i don't know if the gears are turning there and they i mean because again i i pushed into a double conde it's not fun um i i, I pushing in this meta can be very easily countered if you're on the wrong flank fighting the wrong ships D so, depends what you're pushing with like uh uh, for my clan early on we tried triple regalos for the new t10 italian dd and when you had one or two boats push into you, you the sap farmed them down so quickly the issue oh yeah the issue i found with them is if the enemy team's sitting on two caps and they're behind a rock or like it's a 12k radar and you've got no range you've got to get into that radar range to shoot them yeah it, it's it's a really tough boat to play at times like had good wins had some close losses but we we're trying different things at least i think i think kse was running some regolos as well when we ran into them yep there's um, no there's no harm in trying them, especially early no, in no. the season and and something that i i want to put out on the record here i don't want to put words in a griefer's mouth, but I, I assume we're operating on the same page because, you know, great minds think alike. It's good to see changes in, in, in metas and clan battles. Yes. We, we've gone through many different iterations or, or many different points in the game where there's been a few different met, uh, clan battle seasons with relatively the same meta. Um, I was... Uh, hi, I'm a recovering Moskva slave from <laughs> hey, like six hey. seasons ago. Haven't seen a Stalin war with Condes in the game because exactly. they would absolutely clap them. So, you know, I I, I know how, how terrible it is to sit through a few seasons of go to this rock, sit here. Um, and for, you know, again, just doing the same thing over and over again. But diversity is good. We're, we're running into a lot of diversity in these past pieces. Yeah, I... I feel some sympathy to players that, as I said, I've, I've seen Smellens in a lot of lineups, and not that, that's an unobtainable boat at the moment. Um, I, I think that probably grates on people, because then you've got the Ragnar, but doesn't have the Torps, so haven't seen really Daring's thus much. Marceau's been a fairly common pick for a Destroyer as well, as, as I've mentioned, Yamagiri. Um, haven't seen a Gearing at all. If it has, it's only survived once. Haven't seen a Howland. Um, so Nora Delny. I've seen a lot of Yu Yangs. Yeah, we. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to mention Yu Yang. Are we. Are we I, I've seen it too. <laughs> we. Um. We. I think we also ran into a Delny weird hybrid DD mall mall a target comp. Um. But two of them just ended up eating summer torps and dying. So, yep. we didn't really get to see how what what their plan was. Summers isn't a bad pick at sixteen and a half k torps um, if you've got the boat for, before it was removed. But mm. looking at 
battleships. I, look, I, I haven't. I admit, I haven't seen a Satsuma. I haven't seen a Yamato. I have. Oh, sorry, I lie. I have seen Yamatos. Haven't seen a Satsuma. Seen one Hanover. It died. Predominantly, I have seen Ohio's and Kremlins. I have seen. We we. I think it was night two. We ran into PN. At, or okay, we ran into like three different PNs uh, <laughs> in quick succession, and all of them ran a Shatsuma. And we were running a little bit of a weird comp in Bonks. Yep. And we actually had a Schlieffen. Oh. So I just walked in my Schlieffen at the Satsuma and killed him, and that was his game impact. <laughs> there, there's a fun. lot of... There's a lot of... I, I've seen a few Satsumas. The problem with the Satsuma, and I think that it was gone over last week, is just the fact that you need to have a Satsuma player who is cracked and landing his shots 24-7 or else the bonus yeah, yeah. isn't worth it. Correct. You, look, you, you get more bar barrels than the Shikishima does, but still you have to... It's like a Yami. You still have to be a good aim at range. You can't get these boats at 12k, so it's easy shot because it's going to get farmed down. It's going to get clapped. You need yeah. someone that can reliably aim well at twenty kilometers early on. Yeah, because oh, uh, sorry, yeah. Be, no, I'm I, I keep cutting you off. My apologies, but something I just wanted to say because lucky uh, lucky Shatsuma shots early on will just gas a Conde if you can land them. The problem is, is you have to land them. And the second those Condes get within gun range of you, you are going to be on fire until you sink. Yep. You're just going to get focused down unless something else pops up. So it, it's it's a very, very specialized boat that tragically so far I haven't really seen effective in, in, in comp. Um, the, the, and the Hanover, look, it, it hurts. It can hurt. The guns can be accurate. I know we deride it. It's got a lot of hit points, but people know its gimmick of trying to get into secondary. So trying to put it into a position on some maps where it can be effective can be rather difficult. So kudos to those that are using it and using it well, but it, it's just been a damaged pinata from what I've seen. It takes damage, but once it starts burning and it's using a DCP and heal, it's not like a quick heal regeneration to use again. Um, and it can just get farmed down pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, if, if you want to run a Hanover, just, just don't just run. An, you can still get your big ha ha he who secondary battleship in, in clan battles, and you can still get your aggressive secondary battleships in clan battles. You just need play in a certain manner your whole team needs to play in a certain manner and unfortunately the handovers that i've seen and i assume it's going to be relatively the same for you they've been being just played as a conventional battleship or yes. they just get caught out and they get farmed into the ground which is not an effective use of your battleship slot no no and like the, it's it's all about that's why a lot of people take kremlin because it, it it's so hard to kill and the yeah. guns, when they get close enough, uh, the Kremlin's guns are meant to be wonky at range, but if you're still getting that 19k range and it's RNG trolls, you can still get a sit on you or half delete you at that range. So 
the ability for it to just tank is phenomenal. Yeah, the 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 Kremlin's still as tanky as it's always been, and and you hit the nail on the head there, and that's a really good uh, thing to remind people of. Um, even if you're outside of the 13 kilometers or whatever the 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 gimmick is, uh, the Kremlin can and will still reach out and hurt you. It doesn't care. Um, like I said, we we've been running. We we tried some aggressive comps before the season with a Schlieffen that worked well um but yeah yeah i just i it it hurts whenever i see a hanover so i was gonna ask just going through this quickly again what are your thoughts of super ships for clan battles do they belong and will if we do get cvs in a future iteration of clan battles would we see super ship cvs that could wipe people off the map so, first off, I think the question should be reiterated as, should Condes be in clan battles? Or actually, should the current version of Condé be in clan battles? Well, there's a lack of variety. Look, we've got yeah. some... We, we, we do have super ships in testing, so there could be more OP ones. I, I haven't played them. But there could be more variety. At the moment, when you've only got one battleship slot... Um, that's the Conde is just working hands down, and some of the DD ones. Napolis is more like a Des Moines, so but the Conde on its own can do a lot of things that a Des Moines or Annapolis can't do, and that's why I think it's getting a lot. And as you mentioned, the gun calibers on it, um, the funny button, torps, hydro, speed boost. It, it's got like tools that the older Honorary used to do, and it makes it so strong to win or push yeah. a flank with or kite. It's it's just an old pre speed nerf Henry with three more guns and more, and more hit points, I think. Um, which is good. Uh, in, in theory, I'm really happy that a Henry-esque ship is back. I kind of miss that from clan battles. But when you have two of them usually operating in tandem with the funny button and everything, it's, it's, it's a little oppressive. Hmm. Super ships in clan battles, though? I'm not... It's not as... So... If, if I take the Condes out of the equation, I don't think it's too bad, but I also think that it's way too early to tell. Again, I, we're, I we're, concur. We're, I, I don't mind them. I don't mind them currently in clan battles. It's yeah. adding a bit of spice of variety, which is nice. Yeah, because again, it's okay. I can't turn out because this Conde might funny button me, mm. or I, I can't push this lane because there's a Yamagiri at the end of it and I'm 90% sure it's torped up. So the, the, there's a lot of... It adds another layer of things to think about, which I think is nice. But I, I, I think it's too early to tell mm. in, in terms of their overall impact. And in terms of, of Super CVs, oh yeah, it's... I, I think that would be not fun in, in clan battles. Um yeah. There, I, I still have traumatic flashbacks to when, like, MVR was first introduced. And, oh, I'm in my Moskva. Oh, I just got halved by an MVR. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I shot down two planes. That's fun. <laughs> um, he's, he's coming back it, with rockets. Why, why, why is he getting me yeah. broadside? Yeah. 
oh, there's this moron shooting at my belt. Oh my god, he just 30k'd me. You know, it's, it, 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 it wasn't fun. And I think that, again, we're seeing it in randoms where a United States with a functioning frontal lobe is a fearsome opponent to fight. And unfortunately, a f- United States, even without a frontal lobe that functions, is still a scary thing to fight. It as is. of right now. Um, Definitely is. The, the, the bombs are cracked. The torpedoes are cracked. The attack aircraft are cracked. It's, they're all relatively quick, I think. Again, I'm not... Hypothetically, if you had... For the same format of now with two super ships, but you had a BB or CV as they've done in the past now and then, do you think we would see, regardless, most teams taking a United States? Yes. Because the the special consumable, even if you lose planes, it's ready again in the two and a half minutes. So if you're picking on the enemy BB or a nosing cruiser, you can farm to you and then you just get your super planes on rotation and you can absolutely clap things. Yeah. Because, uh, again, if you're not running a United States, if United States is available, you're not, you're, you're not playing to win. Um, oh, you could. It all, it all comes down to luck of calling. Um, if oh, you've got Helen's, like, but yeah, it makes it easier having something like that makes def- it easier to. Yeah, de- definitely. But it, it's just, I, I think that the United States just has so much game impact and such a reach and such an impact on a game. I think not taking it would be extremely detrimental. Yeah, but that, that is only um, theory crafting if they ever do that. But that sums yeah. up clan battles. Alrighty. And we're now we we brought up a bit of a personal personal news segment. We're gonna call it the worst boat. Um, if you do have ideas of what is a worst boat for you in game, either tech tree or premium, do drop us a line. Uh, we always love to hear. We, we may agree and we may feature them. For me, episode for me, my first um, worst boat, it's a tech tree boat. It's been in the game since launch. It's in the Japanese BB tree. It's had multiple passovers to make it better. It's still a piece of crap. It's the tier 9, the Izumo, the Japanese battleship. I swear, this, this thing's deck is still made of teak wood that has been polished with flammable rum liquid that's leached into all its... Um, wooden fibers because the thing takes on fire fires like no tomorrow like i know i know it's got beautiful guns for cross map shooting but the guns troll me it's like once every 10 games do i get a massive accuracy thing most times i'll get over pens or or other things this boat is for me still if this is trying to teach you how to play the yamato you, you, you I, I just just the thought of it makes me want to push my head through a brick wall because the Zumo is triggers me. It, it triggers me too. I hated playing through it. Um, you're entirely right. The 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 deck. I swear, somebody spilled fucking gasoline <laughs> on the deck. It is egregious. Um, and it's weird because it's like it's it's a 57 millimeter deck, so it's a good deck. You have 32 four and a half, cool. 
not a lot of people know to aim for four and a half. A lot of people just go, oh, I'm going to shoot the superstructure. But yeah, so 57, that's great. You still get fires when you get hit, and it's terrible. <laughs> um, I, I don't like the fact... I, I hate the third turret as well, I'm going to be honest. Yes, the, yes. I, I've learned the hard way. If you get that third turret into play, most people can cheek you. Yeah, you, you either get cheeked when you get the third turret into play, or... It, it's just unusable because unlike at Nelson or a lot of or any, any a lot of the other battleships that that had a similar all turrets forward concept, they're not all aiming to the bow. No, it, 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 it doesn't. It yeah. So you, and you have a forty second, granted stock, forty second turret traverse time, which I know is better than it used to be. I don't remember what it used to be, but I know it used to be fucking egregious. But it still effectively makes you a six gun battleship it does and some of some of the things that also make it weak is if you go stern in it's got um the stern armor of the zumos are very very weak so if, if you, you can just get clapped through the stern so even though you're kiting with your guns you're gonna you're gonna eat a lot more damage than when you nose in but if you nose in and reversing th um guns that can overmatch a 32 millimeters of bow plating gonna still smack you and if you're unaware what the cheek is um on the curved bow of the Amado or Zuma, if you're showing enough all three turrets, if they aim under that first turret or just forward of it, you, you punch through the armor and it's going to go straight into the citadel. Granted, you have a 410 millimeter athwart ship's belt or plate, which isn't bad. 410, not bad. But battleships at, at the tier will still just punch through that they don't care the amagi's got more barrels i'd rather play the amagi i'd rather i prefer the heezen over the Izumo. the Izumo can sink and that goes for the baji as well it can remain at the bottom of I don't the ocean know. for the, me the baji the baji has a nice looking camo and is a pretty cool green color you're so dead to, you're that dead already makes green. it better you're dead than to the me greeny you're dead to me what do you mean <laughs> oh the Zumo, please let it keep burning. But yeah. do, you, do you have a boat that you... What's your worst boat for this week? Oh, yes. I hate the Talon with a burning passion. What? Now, I was lucky enough to not have to play this half-baked piece of shit because on launch of the Russian cruisers, me, being the sociopath that I am, just free XP'd the Tier 10 and didn't play any of the 8s or 9s. You're not a I regret, enjoyer. I regret not playing the 9. The Riga's not too shabby for a tier 9. But I do not look back on free XP past the Talon. What's wrong it, with it? So it's on a hipper hull. Which already makes it terrible. Um, Because I, I always... I, I don't know if it's me. I don't, it could just be me. I could just be Papega. But... I just eat wonk-ass damage whenever I'm in a, a, a hipper hole. But you stay nose-in. Like, it's like, yeah, the sides are crap. But it's it's a kind of cruiser that you fire AP, stay at range, kite out. You either nose-in or you're really kiting. AP's really, really good. Even the HE in Superstructure can be very, very good. I, I ground through the Talon, and I, I learned to play it pretty well. I enjoyed it in the end. Yeah, the, the 180s I love. 
but I that love mainly stems from them on the Molotov at tier six. I don't know. It sounds it sounds like a skill difference. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. It sounds like a skill difference. You don't like the cool Baji camo. You're just you just hate the fucking cool camos. No, no. I look. I, I understand why people hate it. I remember when it was launched and. Um, uh, people really really disliked oh look i'm looking at my stats i don't have great stats. like i've got a 64 percent win rate in it but average damage was 55k so i didn't get a great amount of damage from i got oh, chappy ever tier 8 gets a ton load more damage so it, it, i think i think that's part of the issue i'm very sorry for for cutting you off but i just have no filter today um the the in my mind it had to fill at the, or, or at the very least attempt to fill the shoes of the Chapayev at Tier 8. The Chapayev is one of my favorite Tier 8 cruisers. Um, and it and the Talon just didn't do that. It just didn't do it in any way, shape, or form. The mm. Chapayev has great range. It has great fire chance on the 6-inch guns. The 6-inch guns are a dream to use. You just literally sit at range and you burn things down. You have... Torpedoes that are used for self-defense. You 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 essentially your torpedoes are essentially mace. You can really only use them when you're up close. But it's it's still just a nice, light, fast cruiser. And I yep. really enjoy it. And a lot of people really enjoy it. And then the Talon showed up and it's just a big piece of shit on a hipper hole. <laughs> and Russia's just like, all right, we're gonna do it's it's a Chapayev, but it has 180s and none of the good things of a Chapayev. And it's just terrible, and I hate it. And if you don't move on, I'm going to keep saying I hate it because it's <laughs> so, terrible. Just to summarize this, next time um, Captain Green is streaming World of Warships, please be in his channel and request the Talon over and over. It is not in my port. I will not play it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, fair enough. Um, we we have seen a lot of dev blogs, and I know there's the big economic one, but we're saving that for uh, next week's podcast. Uh, we're looking at DevBlog 325 in particular right now, where where the Royal Navy battle cruisers or battleships, sorry, were announced, and I'm more focusing on one segment. So, these British battleships will benefit from the new torpedo turning mechanic. Sounds like automatic homing torps. This mechanic is based on a method used in real life to correct the course of a torpedo after launch. So, a guided wire. In the game, the mechanic serves to expand the aiming possibilities for ships with limited or fixed torpedo tube angles as it allows for launching torpedoes in directions that the tubes themselves cannot physically turn towards. Immediately after launch, torpedoes will change course towards a selected direction and continue in a straight line. Now, I, I haven't tested this. I, I've deliberately avoided playing with this, so I, I'm not breaking any type of NDA, but... It, it sounds interesting. I'd like to see how long after launch we get to turn or the mechanics. Is it like a CV where the cone gets smaller and smaller and that's its final bearing? Do you Can you aim your guns, fire, and then go back to three and still control it? it that Those kind of things I'd, I'd like to understand. They're just conjecture for me at the moment. But my biggest question of all is will these be backward ported things like forrest sherman as we all know forrest sherman great little gunboat dd it has fixed torpedo angles that are very restrictive and yes i've got kills with the forrest sherman torps makes me go ha 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 but it, do you think they should be 
put back to something like a Sherman, this turning mechanic for the Torps, and would it make it OP as? So it just just to put it out there, because uh, you mentioned wire guided, and then immediately perked my history brain. A lot of times during the Second World War, uh, when they referred to torpedoes that turned after launch, it was more of a internal system. It wasn't really a wire. So uh, what enough. you could do is is you could set up a torpedo. Okay, after you hit the water, turn forty five degrees to you know turn forty five degrees and then straight. Okay. So you could do that. So what I assume is is again I I haven't looked into this at all really either. Um, I assume it's that type of system. So I I assume that what it means is maybe we can set some sort of turning arc. Maybe we can you know something like that. I don't think it's going to be, you know, us controlling a torpedo after it's launched. I think that that would be terrible for the game. We're already seeing the impact that guided torpedoes have on the game in in terms of submarines. <laughs> I don't think the game needs more of that. Um, that that's my running theory. Again, much like you, I I haven't really dove into that that much. That's just kind yeah. of I'm I'm plugging things together. My my historical brain is trying to plug things into the game, and trying to make sense of, of mechanics and stuff. I, I would I would love the if if the mechanic even even is as you've described. I would love it to be on historical boats. Like the Forest Sherman was meant to have a uh, a system like that. I don't know of the any of the Japanese boats, but things with limited arcs like the Yubari or Yahagi that are literally a, a ten degree broadside flat broadside torpedo anger would be lovely to actually launch torpedoes that could turn but you'd hate to see them with every every nation and every boat because that would just make torpedo super thing again yeah that that would because you're, you're just going to have ships launching salvos of torpedoes where players aren't used to the torpedoes coming from and instead of it going okay I, I think I'm in this guy's torpedo arcs. I'm going to have to do A, B, and C. It's, I don't fucking know. This guy could do anything with the fucking torpedoes, and I don't know what's going on. Yep. So I, 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 think, I think that it would be good to the game, good to add to ships like the Sherman. And again, in the kind of way I described it, where uh, it's, okay, the torpedo launches 45-degree turn, then it goes. Um, uh, I, I don't want to see it on something like a Shima. No, no, not in Ashima. But funnily enough, um, now the, these are work in progress. I have showed them on my stream as work in progress. But the new Royal Navy battleships, these are underwater launch torpedoes. And a lot of battleships actually did have underwater torpedo capabilities in close. So we're seeing them added to these British battleships. So it'd it just be interesting to see. I think I, I personally think it's a nice change. Um, having some flexibility of designs or making it a little bit unique we don't have to see it on everything but it gives them a little bit of a difference yeah it adds a little bit of a flair that isn't british battleships but fast um which i think is going to be really really interesting for the british battle cruisers um because well and, and i and i'm happy that they're they're getting a, a unique mechanic because I've actually been looking forward to the British battle cruisers for a very 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 long time. <laughs> I'm very interested in 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 Royal Navy history. Please don't so, be HE spammers. Please don't be HE nah, spammers. No, yeah, really. I I don't want the British. I don't, I don't want a, a line of Schlieffens without the secondaries 
with he like the com- incomparable was beautiful with the ap if if we get that for the royal navy battle cruisers yeah. sorry battleships it would be beautiful if if i get a line of incomparables i will cream all over my monitor and i'm sorry that i said that but that is very true <laughs> classy and that is classy. what i want oh yeah very nothing classy. but fucking class man you can um, you can also hold me accountable to that if we get a line of incomparables oh Oh, I don't know. Greeny, greeny. Let's leave it there. Um, oh. Now, I've, I've picked on this one as well. So from this dev blog as well, we're getting a new T7 Commonwealth DD. It's a Canadian DD. Um, His Royal Majesty's Canadian ship, the Huron, the T7. Now, I know, I know um, there's a current competition as well for camouflage being run by Wargaming. I personally... DD's probably going to be... I, have, I haven't played it, but it's probably going to be good if it's anything based by the Hyder. But I would have rather have seen a Commonwealth Tech Tree line with this potentially being as the 7, T7. And, um, like, we, we've seen the Pan-European. Now, the Commonwealth line's been out for a while. We've got the Hyder. We've got Vampire 1, Vampire 2. We've got the Perth. I'm probably missing one in there. Um, but between, like... Canada, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the British Raj. Um, we could cobble together a Commonwealth Tech Tree line, surely. I, I think that it would be very easy to cobble together a line, like you said. And a line uh, with a lot of Canadian ships as well, I think, would be very, very interesting because as the war progressed, a lot of Canadian ships got transit, uh, got changed over to more ASW orientated roles. Yep. Um, which that, that, was their, that, was their, that was their primary role. Yeah. They, they were doing convoy escorts over the, the Atlantic. The, the, yeah. The U S and the British were like, right, we'll fight the Germans if they come out and the Canadians were like, all right, don't worry no. about that. No, the, Cana- the, Can- the Canadians fought. You, you remember D-Day in the failed. Oh yeah. No, invasion. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not downplaying. I'm I'm talking strictly about the 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 navy and stuff during a lot of the navy <laughs> took over the convoys. Yeah, I'm not downplaying the service of, of Canadian servicemen during the Second World War. No, no, just no, just no. just just making sure you'd be getting hate mail, boy. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, but no, the a lot of the uh, a lot of the roles got transitioned over to ASW warfare and convoy escorting, which I think yep. would be great because there's a class in the game now of submarines. What? I know a Kowinky Dink. Oh my goodness! You you know you know two submarines yesterday in my stream nearly made me punch my monitors. Made me want. Oh, I I saw. Trust me, there's clips. I saw. I saw. Um, yeah. There, I think that that would be interesting, and I think that a line of other Commonwealth ships as well, like you said, the the Raj, um, uh, Australian, New Zealand all those areas and, and, and combatants, I think that that would be interesting as well because yep. a lot of these nations either started their sh- either started off the war with a whole bunch of surplus British ships or British ships that they had bought or got British ships during the war. And they all eventually ended up gaining their own identity. Yeah, we, we, and we've seen fairly like the Mysore, which is the Fiji T6, uh, crawling smoke, one less turret, no, no torpedoes. Yeah. It's different enough from the Fiji that made it inter- interesting to play. Yeah. And, and I think a line like that would be pretty interesting as well. So, well, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. all for that. I, we've seen other than, does the Hyder have crawling smoke? I think it did. 
that's a I can I have the game open and I might have it. Let me let me check. Because I know the Vampire Two or just the Vampire Two Tens crawling. Smoke Perth has crawling. Um, the Mysore's got crawling. Oh, that's the Commonwealth. The other Commonwealth boat. My bad. My bad. When I forgot one. Yeah, I I actually I I don't have I don't have a hider. I, I don't. I unfortunately don't play T Seven as much. Um, so. I can't recall, but look, it could be an easy gimmick for that line to be a crawling smoke type line, and the guns are slightly different on familiar hulls. Yeah, it, like I said, it could be very, very interesting. It's a, but, it's a, sub okay. it's a sub variant of something we already have in game. Yeah, but it's enough of a sub variant where it's not a downgrade or a side grade. It's interesting. And it's its own thing. But I'm happy to have the Huron in the game. Looking forward to its release as well. I'm looking forward to the camos that we're going to get. The World of Warships community has always been very good when it comes to producing, or, well, the community has always been good at producing camos. So, Well, I'm going to be printing one out today, and I'm going to be hand-drawing it. I might let my daughter help. I might print out two. She does one, and I do one, and I'll um, put up the better one. Well, I can already tell that your daughter's going to have the better one, and she already <laughs> has my vote. So, I'm going to tell her to put on, like, pink flowers or things or that all over the side like people, make it uh, there's a few people in bonks who are going absolutely ape shit on designs and stuff like i said i think we're gonna end this with a very nice camo you, you never saw my, oh you may have seen it when, I, when we had the italian dd last time i submitted one just it was half red avier and i put pineapple slices on it <laughs> Uh, there, there was my favorite one for the Italian DDs. Just took all of the holes and turned it into spaghetti, and all I of the superstructure that. was just red, and the turds <laughs> were meatballs. That's all it was. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. Look, if you've got time, it's always fun to do a bit of it. And look, there's many methods of entering it. So, um, but we're moving on now to our history segment, and um, slightly, slightly different stories. First one came actually from a listener on discord uh, by the way of edward yes i i got pinged in the history channel and true to fashion a few days later i responded because i am like an old crotchety man on a mountain sometimes but he pinged us with a very interesting and funny little quirk a uh, quirk rather um it just simply says a u.s destroyer that sunk a japanese submarine with the aid of potatoes now, I hadn't expressly heard of this, <laughs> and I didn't know if you had heard of this. I hadn't. It made me laugh because it's, yes. My first thought was, there's no fucking way. And then my second thought was, yeah, but there's a lot of wonky stuff that happened in the Pacific in terms of naval conflict. So this, this, this probably happened. And sure enough, I did a little bit of digging, and I found out that... In 1943, so again, th this wasn't early in the war where everybody was, I don't want to say still getting used to fighting, where, where a lot of the... It was, in a, crit it was a critical juncture of the conflict. Yes. It was in 1943, and the USS O'Bannon, which is a, is a Fletcher, was coming back from bombarding the Solomons. And... Kind of like an encounter in World of Warships, it came over the horizon and it saw a Japanese submarine on the surface recharging its battery. 
Um, why they did this during the day, I have no idea. That wasn't in the thing. Don't ever surface a submarine during the day. It is terrible for your health and terrible <laughs> for your safety, as these people found out. So the submarine, like I said, was caught on the surface and completely and utterly unprepared. Now, I don't know how, but the Japanese didn't see or hear the Fletcher steaming towards them until it was less than a mile away. Again, <laughs> maybe, maybe they thought it was a U.S. submarine. Could have been, depending no, on... Who the, knows? The, 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 the USS O'Bannon saw the meatball flag, and they're like, nope, that's Japanese. But why would you and put a flag up on the submarine during daytime in a conflict? I don't know. Why are you on the surface during a conflict? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, but Keep going. The, the Japanese didn't see the, see the destroyer. And the destroyer, the, the, the captain's first thought was, I'm going to ram this submarine because I guess he forgot that he was on a warship with guns and stuff. So he, he was just, he literally just went to full speed and was going to ram this, this submarine. Now, like I said, the, the destroyer got within a mile or a mile, mile and a half of the submarine before the submarine found out, oh, hey, there's a destroyer over there. And also somebody on the bridge said, hey, moron what if this submarine has mines that we ran then we run over literally a bomb so the captain ordered them to turn hard right and they essentially ended up next to the submarine like it was uh like it was a pirates of the caribbean movie <laughs> with like 35 feet separating them after the turn was complete um because they were so close they couldn't use any of the mounted weapons and they had on deck um, a whole bunch of potatoes that they were going to uh, make the you, deck crew peel. <laughs> but you, for, you forget, by this time, the Japanese crew were trying to man their deck guns to shoot yes. the DD. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I, I did skip over that part. I, I meant to add it. I got caught up in, in the wonderful tale here. Um, but yes, the, the submarine was attempting to use its deck gun on the destroyer that was right next to it. And some wonderful human being on the deck of the USS O'Bannon just started hucking potatoes <laughs> that they had on deck to peel. Because, again, they were going to make the deck crew peel potatoes. And he just started hucking them at the Japanese gun crew. Now, I, another thing that I forgot to mention is the Japanese, sun crew, or the Japanese gun crew and a lot of the Japanese crew of the submarine were, were like sunbathing. They were sleeping. They, they were chilling out on the surface. And again, a Fletcher just pulls up next to them and starts hucking objects at them. <laughs> they all thought it was hand grenades. So the gun crew is getting pelted with fucking potatoes. And they're not doing well. They're out. Raw potatoes suck. And the rest of the crew thinks that they're getting hand grenades thrown at them. The Japanese crew thought that. They, they panicked. Yeah, yeah the and... Japanese... <laughs> And they dived. They actually dived. They panicked. They they abandoned the deck gun. They went beneath the waves. Yeah, they they and I think the submarine got shot once with. I think it was one of the rear five inch guns as the O'Bannon pulled away. And then the O'Bannon wheeled around and depth charged it, and the sub was confirmed sunk. Now, one do you, do you want to say this last line here? Or would you like me to do it? You can do it, sir. 
All right. The crew is later presented with a plaque to commemorate the potato incident from the Association of Maine Potato Growers. Oh. They didn't get a unit citation. They got an award from all the potato farmers in Maine. Look, the potato farmers have felt right in the conflict. Their produce defeated an enemy submarine. Ex exactly. Just imagine the headlines. Imagine, like, you were a Japanese sailor and you got captured. Oh, why'd you get captured? Oh, our submarine was on the surface and a whole bunch of U.S. Navy crewmen showed up on a destroyer and started throwing potatoes at us. Like, what I, the... That's, that's no, the coolest story I, ever. I, after hearing this story, I would pay for a potato flag. I would pay for a reskin of the USS O'Bannon with a potato skin. There, there's a lot of very interesting Fletchers and destroyers that I'd really like to see in game. But the problem is the list is like 45 ships long, and we don't oh, need 45 different no, Fletchers. No, I, I, I just, I just love it. And the, the, when you blew the horn, you'd see potatoes come off the side of the boat. Oh, that'd be perfect. That would Instead be of, awesome. Oh, that we've, we've had, gotta get on that. We, we, we've, we've had a cook once before in the Missouri. In the port, you can have a crewman walk on the Fletcher skin of the O'Bannon hucking potatoes off the side. <laughs> He's throwing potatoes and things <laughs> in the port. And you see... <laughs> That would be like awesome. you're in the New York port and he's throwing oh, potatoes up with the seagulls. <laughs> if, imagine the O'Bannon, and that way, if you're running that skin, there'd be a Japanese, there'd be a submarine that surface every now and then, and potatoes would hit it. <laughs> you have a hundred percent damage buff against Japanese <laughs> submarines. <laughs> oh, look, uh, th this is what's so amazing. This is a real story, and it's it's just hilarious in in context yeah. now, like eight years on. Yeah, Im imagine having to turn back into port and being like, all right, we sunk a Japanese submarine. All right, describe the action. Okay, so we both didn't see each other till we were about a mile away. Imagine um, being the captain that had to record yeah. this. <laughs> How did you disengage? Yeah. We threw potatoes at him. Yeah, the, the guy writing the logbook was fucking probably laughing his ass off. He was like, all right, they threw half of the potatoes we had on deck at the Japanese... The Japanese ran away <laughs> from the, the crew, gun. The crew feasted that night upon victory. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't I shouldn't make light of it. It was a real conflict. So, but still, it's just it's it's an amazing story. I'm sure there are many. Yeah. I've got actually a few stories um, that I'm going to share there. Not today. We're, we're saving them, and we, we've got another one that we're going to save for next week as well. But we're going to wrap it up there. Slightly a little less time than the last couple of podcasts, which have run a little bit over time. So I must thank my co-host today, Captain Green, for joining me after a busy clan battle session. Thank you, thank you. It's always a joy, and hopefully, I um didn't um 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 <laughs> stutter um too um much this um week because I got a complaint. But I w I am gonna say this now. I got four people saying that we have a wonderful podcast here, and only one complaint. So that's not bad. Exactly, that's a good ratio. That is. Um, thank you for your time, yeah. sir. If you do have feedback, you can reach myself or Captain Gree. We're on the official Discord. We're on our own clans at Discords as well. There is an email for the ships, Salt Ships and Scuttlebutt email that you can email us to. But um, feel free to reach out to us if you have feedback or ideas, especially on terrible ships and why you think they are a worse boat. That would be awesome to hear other people's thoughts as well. Oh, yeah. that 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 And, and that's, that's genuine. That's just us. That's not us trying to, like, drum up interaction. That is a genuine request i really want to 
see what a lot of people don't like, what ships a lot of people don't like, and why. I'm, I'm sure Tiger Fifty Nine will or Silly Wangy won't come up at all. Oh yeah, no, those are those are the gods of their respective tiers. They're fine. <laughs> They're not coming up. All right, take care out there. We'll see you in the game. Have fun. Stay safe. Be good.